Let's go to my guest who is standing by, and uh, he is in Los Angeles. Is it Alejandro? Alejandro Junger. Junger. Okay, J-U-N-G-E-R. Nice to have you with us today. I gave yes, the, nice to be here. I gave your introduction earlier about your being a board-certified physician in internal medicine and cardiology. You practice in New York and California. But what was important was that unlike so many other physicians, you chose to challenge the limitations of the existing model for healing, and you began to explore natural and integrative medicine to heal yourself, which led to your living and studying in India and looking at its Eastern medical practices, including Ayurvedic, and natural healing processes. And that, in turn, motivated you to... Uh, become the medical director of the Fasting uh, and Detoxification Center, We Care Holistic Health in Palm Springs, and then to write a book, Clean, a Revolutionary Program to Restore the Body's Natural Ability to Heal Yourself, which is very good. So let's go through this in in a few steps. And I know you're a little rushed for time, um, but hopefully we'll get through most of the important issues. Now, you mentioned that as a doctor... There are two important questions when diagnosing a patient, how and why. Yet both of these seem to be, for the most part, ignored in standard medical practice. On on the one hand, doctors don't really explore how a person came to a state of illness that they're in, but instead focus on the symptoms of the illness. And second, since doctors don't explore the how question, they don't educate patients in the why they got that way. So people can leave the office with a greater appreciation and understanding about their bodies and how to make changes to avoid reoccurrence. So would you please address these two questions, how and why, in the context of what you identify as the epidemic of global toxicity that the populations face today? Well, um, first of all, your introduction sounds great and it makes me look good. I challenged the the um, the medical system, right? But it wasn't really like that. I didn't wake up one day and say, I'm going to challenge the medical system. I actually got sick. And because I got so sick, I started first looking for help amongst my colleagues. And because what they didn't, um, what they gave me didn't really make sense to me, then I desperately looked for different uh, answers. That led me to India, and that led me to be exposed to all these other modalities of healing. Um, and, and, and the question of, of how and why, you know, many times we go to the doctor, like I did when I started having my symptoms. One of them was depression, so I visited a psychiatrist. And he actually told me why, because I asked him why. I said, well, why is this? Why, why, why am I depressed? He said, because your brain is not producing enough serotonin. And when he said that, he pointed to his brain inside his skull. But later on, in my desperation to find a different solution for my problems, I ended up finding out that if this is the case, that depression is is uh, caused by a low production in serotonin, it is much more likely that the low production in serotonin comes from the factory of serotonin that we have in the brain around our gut. We have a, 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 a nervous system around our intestines that is bigger in size, and at any given point in a healthy human being, it produces about 90% of the serotonin in, in our bodies. So. 
So that doctor did tell me why, but it was wrong. And most people don't, don't really question those things. The only reason I did is because I was a medical student. I was a, a doctor by that time, actually. And, um, and, and it just didn't make sense to me. Why would my cells suddenly forget how to do their chemistry? They were producing enough serotonin until a month ago when I started having the symptoms. You see what I mean? Yeah, I do. Well, take us from there to the different components of what creates toxic thoughts we retain and entertain repeatedly. And because I don't believe that we can separate out a bad diet and what allows us to continue eating a bad diet that creates the imbalance in the body through epigenetics and having some toxic thoughts. And then when you combine toxic thoughts with actual chemical toxins, then we simply overwhelm the system. Could you Give us that explanation. By the way, also, I just uh, realized it's not it's composers that live the longest life. It's conductors live the longest life. Uh, please continue. So, um, you know, if I understand your question correctly, this is what I can say about it, is that, that um, toxic thoughts, toxic foods, toxic emotions, um, chemical toxins, they are all expressions of the same thing, which is basic quantic energy. You know, even physics has come to the realization that there is no matter. There's just energy vibrating at different speeds. So, and, and there's, a, there's a, a law of resonance that something that vibrates attracts something that vibrates at a similar frequency. So, you're, you're, you can start either way. You can, have, you can have toxic thoughts that lead you to toxic behavior, including eating, or you can have a, a toxic eating that, that, you know, that, that will uh, sort of attract or, or allow toxic thoughts to generate easier. So, so one of the things that I notice is, um, you know, because when I came back from India, and, 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 and which I went there to, to try to calm my mind. I, I, I realized my mind was always producing thoughts that I wasn't even deciding. Um, and, and I learned a few things there about other traditions of health. Then I came back to the United States and discovered the principles of cleansing and detoxification and saw the incredible results on, on people. And then later on, I learned these tools. I learned how to um, guide people to put their bodies in a much more effective mode in which detoxification is completed, it's fulfilled. And, and, um, and when that happens, one of the most common comments that people come to me with is, Doc, my thoughts are clearer. You know, I don't have so, so many anxious thoughts or negative thoughts. My emotions are more stable. So that, that brings me back to a concept that I learned in, in India, which is called uh, ama. Ama is whatever is toxic in our bodies, and, and not in our bodies, but in our whole being, whether it's toxic thought, toxic emotion, toxic chemicals, they all attract each other and they accumulate in the body unless the body is given the chance to detoxify and eliminate them. Thank you. I appreciate that answer. Now, 
What are some of the most common physical signs that you observe in people that indicate that the levels of toxins in their bodies have reached a tipping point, and if they don't deal with it, they could end up with serious conditions? You know, there is, there is a, such a vast answer to that question because when you say toxins, well, what, are, what are we talking about, right? Because there are some toxins that are very specific and their symptoms are very, very classic. For example, cyanide will give you asphyxia and will kill you like, as if you were drowning because it, it latches onto the receptor of oxygen at the level of the cell where the, where the energy is produced. So, you know, production stops, the body stops. So that's a very, very typical. If you observe people with cyanide poisoning, you, you see that the symptoms are the same. They're, they're asphyxiating. And, and so it is with high levels of lead, uh, high levels of, of other toxins like, like um, uh, phthalates and, and, and dioxins and other poisons. Uh, but but there is another uh, way of, of, uh, of toxicity affecting people, which is more generalized. You know, we are exposed to so many toxins and not only thoughts and emotions, but so many chemicals, preservatives, conservatives, coloring agents, smelling agents, texturizing agents. And even though these have been tested and been given to animals in high quantities to see if they kill them and see if they're safe on people, we never studied the combination, the synergy of these thousands of chemicals that end up in our bloodstream. And they may not cause a specific reaction like other poisons, like cyanide and, and other poisons do, but they have a, a, a general way of affecting people. And it, they don't affect everybody the same. For example, some of these toxins in their passage through the intestines just kill your intestinal flora because, you know, preservatives and conservatives are chemicals put in foods to prevent bacteria from growing. So they're antibiotics when people eat. So, you know, just that is 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 an effect of the toxicity of what we eat but we don't really think of as accumulating toxins so so the the answer to your question is depending on what, who we're talking about what toxins they, they have been exposed to but they are they are very specific things and they are very generalized ways and the generalized ways of presenting this this toxicity this global toxicity that i'm talking about is Things are just not working well. People get tired. People get f foggy. They don't have energy. They have allergies. They, they, um, their skin doesn't look good. Um, they don't They're sleep tired. well. They're tired. They don't sleep well. They get sick every winter. You know? Loading gas. And, and a lot of people gain weight, gain fat, because many of the toxins that come from the outside, the exotoxins or the xenobiotics, they are lipophilic. They don't dissolve in water. They dissolve in fat. And when they start circulating in our body and our body detects them, and you know the, the body, the only thing that the body knows how to do is how to adapt and survive. There is no ingrown, ingrained information on how to get sick. The only thing that the body do, does is adapt and survive. So when it detects these lipophilic toxins, in order to buffer their irritation, they surround, the body surrounds these toxins with fat. It's not that they dissolve in fat. No, the body actually surrounds them with fat. Just like it surrounds a, a thorn with a callus. 
The body will surround all these toxins with fat, and fat will accumulate, and, 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 and these toxins will accumulate in the tissues where most fat accumulates, which are, which are all the, the, the glands and, and the heart. And that's why, you know, cancers are so rampant in, 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 a, in, a, in all these organs that are high-fat-containing organs. So, so f- the obesity may well be big time a consequence of global toxicity and we're pointing and looking at fat and looking at carbs and looking at calories and we are missing the point completely with because we are toxic blind what are the advantages of switching to a raw foods diet for detoxification and are there particular foods that you've discovered to be more effective for let's say gut cleansing and detoxification yeah, that, that's a good question. Raw foods are not all created equal. The fact that they're raw doesn't mean that they're healthy. You can have a, 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 a raw a vegetable that's been laden with, with chemicals for its growth and for pesticides and, and, and whatever, and then, and then it goes to the, to the you know, shipping area and, it, and it's pulled before... Uh, it's ripe, so all the nutrients are not even there. Then there's, there, there's radiation um, to keep bugs off. So, so not all raw foods are created equal. Some raw foods may be even toxic or, or containing toxins that, that uh, don't make it good for detoxification. And I just want to uh, uh, clear that because um, there's a big distinction here, raw versus cooked and, and, and toxic versus non-toxic, right? And they're two different things, and they can combine themselves in different ways. Um, now, in terms of how to use raw food for detoxification, you know, one of the things that happens when the body uh, slows down or, or, or uh, reduces the work of its digestive system, it's going to, to start... Um, looking for the things that need to be done that were not done because the body was busy digesting. One of them is cleansing and detoxification. So it's going to um, divert some of that energy into cleansing and detoxification. That's why all cleansing and detoxification systems, if you look at them, they have a reduction in, in in the activity of digestion. You know, either either it's all liquids or or or, or excluding the foods that are difficult to digest. Um, so so for example, w- w- the most intense way of detoxification would be water fasting, which I don't recommend for people to do. Uh, less intense than that would be juice fasting. Less intense than that would be blending. Less intense than that would be having raw foods. The, the 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 more you have to digest, the less intense the body detoxifies. But if you only are digesting raw foods and and, and provided they don't have toxins themselves, then the body will be left with with work uh, energy to to divert to cleansing and detoxification. I know that you are. Rushed, so I'll only ask you two more questions, and they're interrelated. I have, I have time, Gary, for you. Okay. A lot of people think if they go to a, a physician and get a basic exam, and if the basic exam is okay, then they don't, they don't have anything to be concerned about. Remember, the President of the United States, Bill Clinton, is, uh, gets an annual checkup. All the presidents do. 
supposedly by the best physicians on in the country, and they all missed the fact that he was just one step away from death. Three weeks after they gave him a clean bill of health, he had to be rushed in for triple bypass surgery. Now the good news is, and I'm glad to see this, that he's on a uh, vegan diet and with a lot of good healthy raw foods, and, and that's good. Now what should be the actual test that you believe would help a person understand something more than just their glucose or electrolyte or triglyceride or cholesterol levels, but really tell them the toxins in their system, that uh, the hormone imbalances in their system, all of which can create a body burden. From there, my final question is, explain the natural detoxification system that resides in our bodies and what, in your estimation, are the most common ways that we disrupt that natural mechanism. Um, okay. So, so um, w- when people go to the doctor, doctors generally, for general checkups, they order certain tests. And it's, it, it's a protocol. It's a list of tests. Um, the tests that, that doctors generally order for general checkups are tests that only show abnormalities when the problem is pretty advanced already. So the fact that they are not abnormal doesn't mean that everything is fine. Something, something may be brewing just under the surface that, that wasn't advanced enough to show up on the, on the lab tests at the moment that you did them, but may show up three weeks later like, like uh, President Clinton's. So, so um, there, are, there are doctors that go the extra step. For example, simple things like, like measuring your level of vitamin D, like David. And, and that is, is a well-known um, thing that most doctors are actually missing these days. And it's so important because vitamin D is actually not a vitamin. It's considered a, a hormone because of all the um, systems that affects, it affects. Like, for example, lack of vitamin D it, it gets people prone to depression, infections, heart disease, and, and many other chronic problems, Osteoma, osteoporosis. So, so um, you know, many doctors could improve their screening just by adding a few things like vitamin D another one is CRP or C-reactive protein which is an, an indirect marker of inflammation and we know now that inflammation is an, in the underlying uh, underlying every, every chronic disease that, that, that we know of today so detecting inflammation itself is, is very important. Then if that level of inflammation is high, you would have to go and, and um, dig deeper and, and find the root of that problem. That's just an indirect marker, but, but it's a very important one, and a lot of doctors don't measure it either. Now, you can go really, really deep. There's, there is, um, there is you know, a laboratories like Metametrics and, and doctors' data that offer incredible tests like like stool tests in which they tell you if you have parasites or not and and so many people have parasites and nobody even is talking about it and uh, and um and how you're digesting your foods and uh, i mean so many things and then metametrics offers 
and what they call their ion test, which um, through the urine measures all the, the the waste products of your whole metabolism, and it can tell you detect problems within the cell in energy production at the level of the mitochondria, or, or it can detect a. a Vitamin deficiencies and and many other subtle things that that um, that that at the beginning are subtle but later on end up being the basis of the diseases that we diagnose. Is, is this understood? Do you follow me? Sure do. Yeah, and I thank you for coming on and sharing these thoughts with us. The book is called Clean. A revolutionary program to restore the body's natural ability to heal itself. The website is thecleanprogram.com. 